Coming up on the show... Don't troll me. As online dating becomes more and more common, we all still feel very strange about it. Which is why it's hard to go a week without seeing a new blog or website making fun of all those smiling, single faces. Faces that say things like, I love to laugh. When have you ever had a conversation in real life where you're like, hey, let's go see that Jim Carrey movie. And you're like, oh, that sounds great. I love to laugh. Like, really? I didn't know that about you, that you love to laugh. Oh, yeah, actually, it's a really big part of my personality. But at the end of the day, who is really doing it wrong? Is it the girls in their favorite dresses with just enough cleavage making duck faces into the camera? Or is it us for letting our cynicism take over? How can online dating ever help us make real connections if it brings out our inner trolls? I don't want to be trolled. More YOY in a bit. My heart is beating. sitting at my desk uh, I was probably playing online bridge the phone rang I answered it and male voice not immediately recognizable but not and he said hi grandma this is um, this is your grandson and I said which one because I have several mature grandsons and he said uh, your oldest grandson I said oh hi Mike I thought he was calling to say thank you for the lovely weekend that he and his girlfriend had just spent in New York. And I said, how was your flight? And he said, okay. And, um, and he said, we're in uh, the Dominican Republic now. And I thought that was a little odd since they had spent a weekend with me. They might have mentioned that they were going not back to Chicago, but to the Dominican Republic. And, um, oh, all right, yeah, and, and what are you doing there? Well, a friend of ours is getting married at a, a, a beachfront, a waterfront ceremony on Sunday. And I said, oh, that's interesting. He said, yeah, but... Um, Today, um, we were in in the car, and we got stopped by the police, and uh, they found some drugs in my friend's pocket, and I'm listening, and I'm saying, this is absolutely not kosher. I said, what's your mother's name? And he said, you know my mother's name. I said, what's your mother's name? And he hung up on me. What a jerk. <laughs> Isn't that a stunt? I, you know, I've, I've heard of variations of that. This week on YOY, we're talking about trolls, online trolls. And this phone call that you got reminds me a lot about what happens online when there's when you get trolled, which is basically like someone pretending to be someone they're not. And sometimes this happens on online dating websites where people will create profiles and not really be true about who they are. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Well, who was the guy who said there's a sucker born every minute? P.T. Barnum. Mm-hmm. And there is. I just don't want to be one of them. I try not to be, but still to not get this really jaundiced view of the world and of people around me. 
I still think 99 out of 100 people are absolutely wonderful and, and fun and potential friends. But don't troll me. I don't want to be trolled. My grandma, Phyllis. Trolls, please take her off your call list. This is YOY. I'm Andrea Salenzi. And on today's show, trolls for good, for evil, and even our inner trolls. We'll hear from a woman who saw Christian Mingle ads for dating and decided to create her own profile as a Satanist. Plus, the creator of the I Suck at Tinder project. He's going to tell us about how he turned his interactions with women on the app into a hilarious website. All of the conversations are essentially about this one idea. We are terrified of being cliche when it comes to online dating. What do I mean? My friend Sam in California explains. So the disclaimer to all this is that I have met some pretty amazing people through online dating that I would not have met otherwise. Um, That said, you know, in the course of trying to find interesting people on an online dating platform like OkCupid or Tinder or what have you, I mean, I have like I have sifted through literally hundreds of other people's profiles. And um, and one thing that I keep realizing is that there's like these certain tropes that keep appearing that just make me lose faith in the in other people that make me lose faith in the ability of other people to be interesting. Huh. Are you are you sure that that's what's happening and it's not just you um feeling called out on how unoriginal like I am and you probably are in a lot of ways? I feel like I, maybe just because this is a new medium that all of us are kind of struggling with how to actually like present ourselves in an authentic way. It's not that new. My grandma did online dating in the year 2000. So it's new to us. It's new it's because, new, like, the way it's people new to are me. Dating. I'll say it's new to me. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I think as we like enter our late twenties, you're so, like we're taking this really seriously all of a sudden. Sure, but like I remember when Facebook was invented, right? Or at least like when my school was allowed to join Facebook, the Facebook then, which is the way it worked back in those bad old days, where like all of a sudden, like. So you you were just forced to think about how you were presenting yourself online in a really serious way. Um, and that was true of MySpace and Friendster and all the things that came before that. This all of a sudden feels way more immediate and personal because this is way more targeted and pointed, right? Like there's a very specific reason. Like like people join Facebook without really knowing why exactly. It just seems like, I don't know, a fun thing to do or a way to kill time between term papers when you're in college. But like there's a there's a very specific reason why people join OkCupid, right? And it's to find people you want to date. I personally am hyper aware of how I present myself in this medium. And so I assume that other people would be too. And what I have found is overwhelming evidence to the contrary. I find these tropes that keep popping up that just kind of like makes me wonder like 
what's going on with these people that makes them think that these are interesting things. So number, actually this is number zero because I feel like this isn't even a real thing in the world, right? Like this is just like, this to me is like, like there's no way I'll ever go on a date with a person if they say this. And that is loves to laugh. Yeah. That's the one that people complain about the most of all the things. Who does that? Like who, when have you ever had a conversation in real life where you're like, Hey, let's go see that Jim Carrey movie. And you're like, Oh, that sounds great. I love to laugh. Like, really? I didn't know that about you that you love to laugh. Oh yeah. Actually, it's a really big part of my personality. I, you know, I like, I really love to laugh. And so that sounds like a great, let's go see Jim. Oh yeah. Yeah. Great. Like I had you, I didn't have you pegged as a laugher. Yeah. All right. All right. Cool. When is that a real conversation? Right. Um, yeah, you're right. It's it's something that we say only in the context of an online dating profile. Like we would never say it in real life. I, I would never say it in real life. I actually, for for a minute, I changed my profile so it would say "loves to laugh at people who love to laugh." Oh, you're but then so I thought mean. That was too, but then I thought that was too mean, so I took it down. But there's, I found Andrea three specific things that I keep seeing over and over that I just wonder why on God's green internet dating site would there be would these be things that people would want to represent themselves with okay number one yoga people like yoga it's the year 2014 people like doing yoga everyone does yoga my mom does yoga i'm sure my grandmother's done yoga right like what does it say about you as a human being that you like doing yoga i think that that's code what is it code for? I think I think it's code for it's code, that, I, it's code for that you own at least two pieces of Lululemon in your closet. <laughs> you can do yoga without Lulu, whatever that brand. Yeah, is. but if you're the kind of person who puts yoga on your internet dating profile, that's you know you take it seriously. No, enough no, to no, like, no, no. I think this is code for I am bendy. I am flexible. I think it's a way to get you to picture me, like you know, in a yoga pose. That would be appealing. I think you're wrong. I think, like, would you? What if she does it like a lot? What if she does it three, four times a week, and it's just one of the things that defines her more than anything else? Then she's boring. I'm sorry. So you wouldn't go on a date with a really cute bendy girl who does yoga three, four times a week. No, I totally would if yoga wasn't the overarching thing about her. What if she teaches yoga? Then is she allowed to mention it? Teaching yoga, I think, has some merit. Sure. Yeah. Because if it's like your life pursuit, then fine. I mean, uh, yeah. I feel like a lot of people learn to connect with their bodies through yoga. So I think yoga really is code for sex. (laughs) I think you're wrong. I think it would be hard to find a really like a girl who's really into yoga who hates being naked and having sex. I don't know whether to agree with you or not, but I feel like I I would say that like, I just feel like most of the people who I see who put yoga as one of the primary, one of the primary signifiers of their personality, like are not doing it in a, in a sexy way Okay, or not like, Hey, I want you to think about me in like tights, like on a mat on the floor with my legs in some position that you might find erotic. Uh huh. (laughs) To me, it just seems it's just it just it just gets put in the boring category. Number two, moving on, because mm-hmm. um, I've hijacked your show. Number two, 
parallel parking people love bragging about parallel parking i can parallel park i don't think i'd brag about it um it's a thing i've learned to do it's just a thing it's like you see it all the time i think that that's also code for something else i think it's code for i am one of the guys i fit in i'm in control of my life i can operate a moving vehicle with ease my dad taught me how to drive that's what that means to me my dad taught me how to drive? Yeah, it means Cause, I'm cause not... Because dads are the parallel parkers? Yeah, I'm not like a girly girl behind the wheel, like, afraid to turn into the lane. I'm assertive, and I take pride in it. It shows, like, street smarts and toughness. Can I also say that when people say, I can parallel park, it is often followed with, like a champ? No! Okay, then delete. Just delete block. <laughs> <laughs> you, you say only say I, I think the phrase like a champ is only okay if you're talking to a little boy <laughs> and you're like you hit that ball like a champ but you should never okay. say that about yourself all right number three the number three like most boring way of defining yourself saying you like brunch Ugh. I hope I've, I've, I think I've come out multiple times on YOI with my clear anti-brunch stance. Yeah, just like brunch to me just says, I enjoy waking up late and standing in line for two hours in order to pay $12 for eggs. It just, it just, it speaks to a certain kind of privilege and also to a certain kind of like lack of ambition or just like not doing not having anything better to do. I mean, sure. I go to brunch sometimes. I enjoy having, when I go out for brunch with friends, I enjoy it. There's a little bit of a brunch bubble in Oakland where I live, which makes it like a little challenging to motivate yourself yeah. to go out because there are, the lines are really scary. And this is not to say, okay. And let me, I just like to clarify that like getting brunch, doing yoga, being able to parallel park, or even like being proud of being able to parallel park. None of these things makes you a bad person or even makes you an uninteresting person. It's just that, like, these as the things to represent you, I just I just don't think it, like, gives a really clear picture of a person. Or it gives a, a, a very clear picture of a person who doesn't have a lot to say, you know? I don't know. Is that too mean? I think you're bringing, reading Brunch wrong. I think Brunch is about... Well, I think they're all about sex, really. But I think brunch is also about <laughs> sex. Every, I think, do you think everything is about sex? I think brunch says, is, a, is a signal that indicates I like to sleep in with you and then, you know, throw on the clothes from last night and go wait in line for $12 eggs together and then, you know, whisper things over the table. I think brunch is about, like, what you do after sex. Even that, even just like having a bunch of, you know, even if this is all true and these are all just lightly coded words for I like sex, does that does that even give you a real picture of a person? Well, actually, I, mean, I think it is all about pictures. I feel like with all those things, I get an image of you living your life. So I've seen your profile. I've seen your photos. And now I'm going to start to try to visualize you about town living your life. So now I have this picture of you. You're going to yoga class parking your car perfectly on the street we have crazy bendy sex all night and then in the morning we have brunch <laughs> and that's the story you just told me through your images if we were going to actually lay out all the things that we really spend our lives doing i would not want to have sex with you 
Sometimes I click at Facebook photos when my friends get engaged and look, try to guess how happy they are together. Like, if I listed that activity, that would not be an interesting thing. Sometimes I watch The Bachelor. No, you should not list that activity. You should not list that activity. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I might go on a date with someone who says that they're list their activity as as Facebook stalking their engaged friends. <laughs> so, so you're saying that the thing that you look for most when you're cruising these OkCupid profiles is originality. Totally, originality. So like, you are can the I get a you are the indie rock hipster of <laughs> online dating. Yeah. You don't want me to list Beyonce. You want me to know about you know the weird rap collective out of Oakland. Actually, I you know what? I've I've just I I've now just skipped that section entirely. <laughs> the your favorite books, music. Yeah, I don't read that. Art. No, that's the I I totally skip that. Yeah, now. I skip that too. I can't. <laughs> If I read it, I will hate you no matter what you 15, write there. There's, you you know, like I'm not just I'm not just waiting for bated breath, just hoping that someday I'll meet a girl whose favorite band is The Clash, you know, and who really likes Radiohead, you know. So, okay, so I think that there are guy versions of this, and I was wondering if you would do the same favor to me. I'll see what I can do. What does it mean when a guy says that he likes to make his own beer, like homemade brew? That might be the similar to to the brunch thing, which is to say, like, I have kind of a lot of free time. Um, I'd like to feel like I'm putting it towards something in this way, but I also like to party or I also like to it's because, I mean, making beer is ultimately a frivolous thing, <laughs> right? Like, I mean, that's not true. Like, there are people who make beer and there are people really good at it, but I just feel like. At the end of the day, it's going to cost me. more and take more time than going around the corner and, and knowing what kind of and not buy. be as good. Yeah, definitely like, not be Andrea. As good. Like I, like I know people who brew their own homebrews, and and sometimes they they can be quite tasty. But like, I just don't understand. This is just my thing. I don't understand a person who says, you know, there are whole businesses out there with like big facilities. Like they wake up every day and they do this all day and they and they actually make a living doing it. I think I can do a better job at that, like in my bathtub. <laughs> or with a kit I bought online that my mom got me for Christmas. Yeah. Right. And like, you know, when next time you go to a, a potluck and someone brings their homebrew, just like oh. just like take just take stock of like which beer gets drank first, <laughs> you know, it's and which is like left over at the end. <laughs> I think I think it's saying I'm handy around the house also. I'm handy around the house. Provide. I'll enjoy being domestic. Yeah, yes, I def- have definitely. some domestic things that are okay and I like doing them. I also think it's about Do you sex. think that these are things that these are boring data points? That these don't say anything about a person or you just see these a lot? I just would never I don't think I'd ever go on a date with a home brewer who bragged okay. about it on his profile. Okay. Okay. Um I also think homebrew is is about sex. I think it it very clearly means uh uh, male ejaculate. What? <laughs> Isn't it homebrew? I made this for you. Now drink it. Ew. I think that's oh what it's God, about. Oh, God. You can't put that on your radio show. I can, too. I said ejaculate. <laughs> I made this. Now you drink it. Oh, my God. <laughs> on some level, it's saying that this is this, like, bitter, this bitter fruit oh I have produced God. for you. <laughs> Wow. 
Oh my god! I think I think that's so out there that that just actually invalidates your arguments for the last three things that I said. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Sorry. god! I was just trying to take it to Beer. the next level. Is oh it, my god! If we were to really look at this deeply, I think that that's what it's about. Subconscious, way deep down. I Moving on. <laughs> Okay, um, what about, um, what do you think it means when a guy says he likes dogs? It means he wants to get married. It just seems like, you know, a dog is like a thing that is in your house most of the time. And and it's like, you know, it's being responsible. It's being domestic. It's being companionate. It's saying I can commit also. Um, Until death do us part. Though death usually means, you know, seven to 12 years for a dog. Yeah, that's all you. That's how long a lot of my friends' marriages seem to be lasting. So, heyo. Uh, um, pew pew. So here's something I've also noticed. Um, Vonnegut. What about guys who brag about their love for Vonnegut? Andrea, you should never, <laughs> ever, under any circumstance, <laughs> go on a date with a guy who lists Vonnegut on his profile. <laughs> Why? What are you in high school? <laughs> Do you just want someone to tell you that everything is beautiful and nothing hurt? Yeah, yeah. Want it shows that his to, like you know? read, he hasn't read a book since then. Is what that really means? Right. It means he watches. It means he still watches Dawson's Creek. <laughs> it means he still listens to Dashboard Confessional. Oh God. It means like he still wears his heart on his sleeve. And like, ah, oh, like I mean, and I say I love Kurt Vonnegut. Like, he is mm-hmm. he is a writer who is totally resonating with me. But he's resonated with everyone. It's like it's like it's like brunch, right? It's like who doesn't love Kurt Vonnegut? Who hasn't been moved by Kurt Vonnegut? Right? Uh, now I'm gonna have to go out on Dashboard Confessional because you brought this up. Oh wait, I know what song you have to go out on. Which one? So quiet. Uh, so quiet. I'm not going to sing because you're going to put it on the radio. So if there are any ladies out there who want to talk to my friend Sam about brunch, he's at okcupid.com slash... Can I give out your username? (laughs) No. I just deactivated my profile. I think they want to get brunch with ladies in Brooklyn. I live in California. I just think it would be fun to put yourself out there so people can mock your profile the way you've been mocking theirs. That's all. Haven't you done a whole episode or episodes about putting yourself out there and all that is problematic about that? Fine. Uh, Can people just tweet you or something? Twitter? They can tweet at me. Okay. You can check out my friend Sam on Twitter at SamListens. Ladies, he's really turned on by stories about yoga, parallel parking, and brunch. I mean, don't do it. He clearly doesn't like these things. (laughs) Thanks, Sam. Thanks, Andrea. So quiet, another wasted night. The television steals a conversation. Exhale, another wasted breath. Again, it goes unnoticed. Please tell me you're just feeling tired. Cause if it's more than that, I feel that I might break.
So joining me now is Dan Sheehan. He's a Chicago-based stand-up comedian and writer, and his project is called I Suck at Tinder. Hey, thanks for having me. So, Dan, why are you on Tinder in the first place? I'm single, aggressively so. (laughs) I'm a very single person. So you went and you said, I'm very single, I'm going to sign up for Tinder. And what was it about Tinder that struck you? Um, Originally, I thought it was just super goofy. Just the whole concept of it was just like this very boiled down version of dating. I was like recently single at the time where I started picking it up, and I think it was a pretty new phenomenon at that point. Yeah, I just uh, I thought it was kind of fun and started playing around with it. Never like seriously, but uh, yeah, one thing kind of led to another, and there I was a few months in. I think it's just such a weird experience. I feel like I get a, I get a glimpse into humanity that's kind of addicting, and the what goes through my head with every swipe is this is what this person thinks makes them like appealing. Like this is the this is the you that you are trying to use to sell you, and you can't stop looking at how everyone's presenting themselves. Yeah, I've always thought that's interesting, too. Like, it's basically people get to try and recreate the image they have of themselves in their head in, you know, like 140 words and three pictures. So there was a before the project. Did you go on any real dates from your time on Tinder? Uh, No. That was actually kind of why it started was because I was very, like, just over it. I, like, I was, I matched with a fair amount of people and I'd sent them all pretty standard greetings. And I'm not good at online dating. I never know, like, to say, like, hey, what's up? That seems, like, too little. But then I don't want to sound like a weird paragraph, like it's a friendly letter. And so I just started sending people, you know, very bizarre stuff, just weird, you know, would-you-rather questions and other goofy things like that. And, you know, I would just post the screen caps of them to my Instagram account, and my friends really liked them. And so that's kind of how the whole thing got started. Okay, so you start sending girls random messages. There, there are some different themes that emerged over the course. Uh, what, what are some of the weird messages that a girl could expect to get from you? One of the things I tried to highlight when I started was I don't want to be making fun of the people I'm talking to, especially when it turned from just you know a goof with friends into you know a full-on project. I never wanted it to be like humor at the expense of the person I'm talking to. I wanted it to be basically me making myself completely like undateable by their by their perception. So a lot of times I would just send like a bad pun or I would act like I was just like this very like sad person. I would always talk about spilling food. There are a lot of those <laughs> at the beginning. In these text exchanges with girls, he keeps on accidentally confessing that he just got back from his secret fight club or that he's definitely not a cop. Sometimes his bones melt, and he becomes a puddle. In a recent message, he writes to the girl, Hey girl, I'm just going to be up front. I'm not using the site to hook up or anything like that. She replies, Alrighty, so what are you using it for then? He says, How much do you know about trains? Alright, back to the interview. There was one where uh, I asked a girl if she was pro-turtle, and uh, and she said, just like, excuse me? Like, she was, like, either affronted or offended or confused by it, probably confused. And I just said, oh, oh sorry, autocorrect is weird. I meant to say, and I just typed what up and, like, with 12 <laughs> U's and a bunch of D's, all caps. And then, obviously, it never, <laughs> never went anywhere from there. And then uh, I had this trend going for a while where uh, – 
I would tell people my name was Sex Paul, and uh, <laughs> those ones are mostly just for me because I'm not sure anyone likes that bit as much as I do. But I just get a real kick out of it because your name is right there on Tinder. <laughs> it's clearly not Paul. Yeah. And like, why does this person call himself Sex Paul, <laughs> who's giving out these nicknames? Um, has a girl ever said anything that really took you by surprise? There was one where I was just, I was once again asking just ridiculous questions. I was like, if you had a bunch of rubies, where would you hide them? And uh, this girl makes a reference to the Legend of Zelda series. She goes, I would hide them in my 50 ruby satchel, you fucking plebe. Like she just struck out at me out of nowhere. And I was just like, I learned two things about you. One, you play Zelda. Two, you're kind of mean. <laughs> and I was like, it was just like very for. aggressive. It was a very aggressive first move. And then she was like, oh, sorry, that was my friend. And I was like, okay, and got mean friends. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever feel mean about it? Um, I never do because, uh, like I said, I always try to emphasize that the person who, you know, looks silly or bad is me. There are one or two where, you know, people would pick on what I thought wasn't the funny part. Like, people will sometimes nitpick on grammar or, like, someone will have an answer that maybe makes them seem a little silly. And I always try to, you know, be very careful about that because I never want to seem like a project that's at anyone's expense because, you know, work does go into the writing of it and things like that. So, you know, it's, it's easy to make fun of people. I feel like it's harder to be, you know, genuinely funny by, you know, deprecating myself to strangers. Um. Where did Macklemore come from? Why did he become a theme? Uh, I have the weirdest fascination with Macklemore, and I'm not 100% sure where it comes from or what it even is. But it's just like there's something about his whole character that I just get a big kick out of. He seems to be like this weird walking contradiction. And like, yeah, I, I honestly don't even know where it started. It was just kind of like a bit amongst me and some friends. And then, yeah, he started working his way into a lot of those posts. Does any of this come out of loneliness for you? Like, are you looking uh, for like a, a genuine human? Comes from a yeah. lonely place. Are you hoping for a human connection through this? Oh, oh God, probably not. <laughs> it's, at this point, it's just for fun now. I mean, when I started, yes, it was to, to meet people. But, I mean, right now, it's, uh, it's, you know, just a thing I do for fun, and especially because the project now has hit this certain size where, you know, I feel like a certain pressure to keep it going and keep the quality high because, you know, every day I log in and there seem to be more people. And so that's always, like, a lot of fun. But, yeah, yeah, I take my dating life elsewhere now. Why do you think people connect with it? Why do you think it, it makes them laugh and feel better about dating? I think it's just because, like, online dating and just dating in general when you're, you know, young, you're in your 20s, it's, it's the worst. Dating is not fun until you actually find someone interesting. So I feel like... A lot of people, you know, take it almost as like a satire of some of the ridiculous folks you'll see when you go dating online or just, you know, as a way of, you know, all laughing about how absurd the concept itself can be sometimes. Like you're just on your phone talking to a complete stranger. And so I think that's what a lot of people find funny. And I try to keep it, you know, light and fun. And I think that also helps draw people in. Um. Yeah, dating is horrible. <laughs> I actually, I I just, I feel like it takes so much for people to start online dating in the first place. Like, it's really, it takes a lot of bravery somehow to put a picture of yourself on the internet saying, here I am, I'm looking for sex. And um, I, and it also, it's even harder to come up with a way of describing yourself that's like, 
original. Oh, God, awful self-summaries you have oh, to do. It's just, it's so hard, and there's no way to do it right. And so you, I you, I noticed is yeah. it seems like Tinder kind of tore down the, because uh, I had an OkCupid briefly in college, and then I closed it, and I like kept it super secret. I didn't tell any friends or whatever. And then when Tinder came around, all of a sudden, everyone was very public about having it. And then several months later, and it might be just me, you know, getting older, maybe it's just something more people are up about. But I've also then noticed that now people are more open, you know, about talking about having OkCupid or eHarmony or any of those websites. It seems almost like maybe Tinder's introduction kind of tore down the veil and made people feel better about talking about it. But yeah, I feel like everyone has this mutually difficult experience with dating on the internet. Hmm. But the, there's this, I think you have this choice, right? You could either take it really seriously and really try to be honest about who you are and what you're looking for, or you could have this total other approach. So I have a, a guest on this episode who um, all of her profiles are of her wearing a devil's mask and her whole OkCupid profile is about how she's a Satanist. I think it's kind of a fuck you to OkCupid in some ways. <laughs> Um, she doesn't, she doesn't hope to meet someone through it. So I don't know. I just been thinking about there, there are the people who are making themselves so vulnerable that are all over the dating websites. And then there are people who are maybe exploiting that vulnerability. And do you worry about by being above it or making a joke of it? Do you worry about, I don't know, shaming someone away from, from doing it sincerely? Um, I do worry about that on occasion because sometimes I'll have someone, um, you know, kind of enjoy the exchange and then they'll want it to, you know, turn into a date or something. And sometimes, uh, you know, then I have to be like, I'm sorry, like I run this blog because I can't in good conscience, like continue talking to a person as though I weren't, you know, originally taking screen caps of our conversation for a comedy project. And so I do feel bad sometimes. I'm like, you know, sometimes these people will put themselves out there and, you know, a girl asks if I want to get drinks and then I have to say, oh, you know, I was just doing this as a goof. Now it's awkward. And so I do feel bad sometimes when that happens, but Oftentimes, the things I say are so out there, especially these days, that I usually don't have to worry about that. You're like that chipmunk in The Sword and the Stone. Do you remember that movie? I don't, I don't think I do, actually. There's like a boy. There's like a boy, and he gets magically transformed into a little chipmunk, and then he, this little girl chipmunk, gets a giant crush on him, and she's like chasing him around, and she's speaking to him in chipmunk, and he keeps on trying to go like, I'm not really a chipmunk, I'm a boy, I was just transformed, and she is batting her eyelashes and chasing him around. Oh, I do remember that, yeah. Yeah, and then he, and trans- then he turns back into a boy. And she's like, cries and runs away, and is so horrified. <laughs> there, now you see, I'm not a squirrel, I'm a boy. I tried to tell you, I'm, I'm a boy, a human boy. <laughs> oh, if you could only understand. Ah, you know, lad, that love business is a powerful thing. Greater than gravity? Well, yes, boy, in its way, I'd, uh, yes, I'd say it's the greatest force on Earth. Yeah, I remember that. That was super sad. Oh, man, I had not thought about that movie for a long time. Yeah, you're kind of doing that, though. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I, I do feel like that's an inherent problem with it. And I guess that's, you know, I try to tweak it to make sure that 
you know, it's more or less overtly a goof. And I have actually in the past had several conversations then turn into dates that I would go on. That, that's only happened uh, twice, but I always like was very upfront about what I was doing. And if they were still, you know, okay with that, then yeah, there's been several times where I've gone out with people. Do you think maybe all the comedians date each other because they just don't belong on online dating? Do you, like, do you think it's hard to be genuinely funny on the internet if you're online dating? My uh, my friend saw me on OKCupid okay once. She like ran across my profile and she was like, "For someone who's really funny, like your OKCupid okay profile is like one of the most bland things." And for some reason, I do find it very difficult to be funny if I'm trying to be serious. Because like OKCupid, okay I do like you know attempt to use to meet people, and I think it is difficult to be funny like in text on the internet. I think it's it's the sort of thing you can get a handle of, but I think it's very difficult to just you know sign in and do. Dan Sheehan is a stand-up comedian and writer based in Chicago. His project is called I Suck at Tinder, and you can find it at isuckattinder.com. Thanks so much, Dan. Yeah, thanks again so much for having me. been listening to our troll special on YOY. I'm Andrea Salenzi. Up next is one of my favorite kinds of interviews, one that I am not doing. YOY contributor Mickey Capper emailed me a while back about an interesting OkCupid profile he'd spotted. The woman is wearing a devil's mask in all of her profile pictures. You never see her face. It's like eyes wide shut in a Halloween costume. And her entries are a mix of Satanist stuff and OkCupid cliches. Mickey and this woman met as total strangers in a coffee shop with the mask on the table. Something you should know is that Mickey is a recent college grad in his early 20s. And she is in her early 30s. Do you remember... Uh, I just keep looking down at this mask that's just sitting here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do, do you remember um, like how you described yourself when you were trying to like describe yourself like sincerely part of the reason my profile is the way it is now is that I know for a fact that I said plenty of really trite things and I, I, this, the central problem for me with OkCupid um, is the way it kind of tosses like a whole bunch of really lovely men just into like a meat grinder and they all come out like exactly the same sausage you know um so it's fine with me if a guy like you know says he likes movies and plays in a band or whatever but like everyone says this um and it's just really really frustrating um and i know that i've done the same thing as well because i mean i'm part of a peer group there's like an age cohort like effect you know and and um like I like the kinds of things my friends like. And so I'm sure all of us on our OkCupids would say, you know, we like movies and like, I don't know, baking and stuff like that, you know. So our individuality just be squashed. So OkCupid's full cliches, we've established that. But what the devil did she do about it? This answer is going to make me sound like a little bit of a troll. And that's actually one of the sort of tensions, I think, behind my profile now. 
right, is that it comes across as kind of trolling. I don't necessarily mean it to. Um, but uh, really what did it is uh, I kept getting these damn banner ads online for um, Christian Mingle. And they were everywhere. Um, and I'm like, this is like the last service that would appeal to me, Internet. You know, like I understand that you know that I'm single, you know, like, like, I think honestly part of this was that the internet also knows that I'm over 30 and female. So I think that, that they think that like this combination, like single plus over 30 plus female equals desperate to find a man, um, which really got under my skin. Um, I mean, in a sense that bothers me more than like the aftermath of the breakup, you know, um, it's like the conclusions people come up to about me. Uh, but anyway, so then I started seeing it on the TV, too. So I think it, it may have just, in part, been a coincidence that, like, they were doing this sort of, like, advertising blitz, you know, at the time. Um, and I just, like... What, what TV channels were you watching? Uh, whatever's on at the gym. I don't have a TV. Okay. Um, okay, so, so you started seeing it on TV. And- yeah, and I was just, like, you know, I can't, I can't take this anymore. Like, what can I possibly do to, to sort of, um, you know, like... Uh, just to sort of put my stamp on this ridiculous process. And so I mentioned on Facebook that I thought it would be funny to put a profile on Christian Mingle claiming to be a Satanist. Um, and for whatever reason, this really, like my friends thought this was hilarious, which totally took me aback because I mean, like, I think I'm hilarious on Facebook all the time, but my friends don't agree. But this one, like, really got them. Um, so, I t- so I actually did check out Christian Mingle. And the profile is on Christian Mingle. However, um, to put up a picture or, like, exchange messages on Christian Mingle, you have to pay. And I'm, like, way too cheap for that. Like, I'm not, I don't pay for pranking opportunities, you know. Um, so I figured, well, heck, OkCupid is sort of familiar territory. Um, and it's free. So I just did it on OkCupid instead. Yeah. Okay. So then what was, what, was your, what was your first step in the process of deciding, that you, of, ma- of making this Satanist profile? Um, well, I suppose I had to... I had to brainstorm about, like, what I think Satanists do or are, you know. I remember doing, like, Google searches for, like, Satanists, because you know, I needed sort of, like, material culture details, you know. Um, like, what do they wear? What do their ceremonies look like? And, um, so I had to I had to think about, um, the, you know, the appalling details I wished to um, include in my profile. And then, and then I thought separately about, like, the most trite and irritating things, in other people's profiles. Um, And then I also tried to sort of project um, what men see over and over because no matter what I do, no matter how often I mark that I just want to be friends and that I want to be friends with either men or women, only men are ever going to message my profile. Um, I've literally never gotten a woman to respond to this profile. So... um, have you, have you messaged a woman from that profile? No, I never message anyone. I, that's sort of that. That's too. That's too over into sort of aggressive trolling territory for me. Like, I consider my primary goal to be just sort of satire. In pursuit of that goal, there can still be victims. Our devil troll explains. The only person who um, has ever taken the Satanism part seriously <laughs> um, was a guy who. Um, he wrote something like, I see we both like the dark side, you know, um, 
And then he said something like, I'm not sure we would click, though, because you seem much more adventurous than I do, which I thought was odd because my profile didn't cover, like, adventurous stuff at all. Um, but I was kind of prepared to, like, think this guy was really silly. Um, and then I read his profile and, like, initially felt terrible and then just, like, felt really compassionate for this guy. He, um, by the dark side, I think he means basically I'm profoundly depressed and have terrible emotional problems. Um, he, he's changed his profile now, but he was a lot more explicit about it um, earlier, um, talking about, like, agoraphobic issues. Um, he had a really hard time leaving the house, um, and, he, and he very explicitly said, you know, like, something like, um, even when my problems are so terrible that I'm lying on the floor crying and haven't been able to leave the house for days, I still won't take medication because I think it rapes your soul. Uh, so, uh, I mean, which is like 5% funny and like 95%, wow, you know, you need a hug. Um, and he was like deeply into sort of like this crazy like body mod stuff as a way to kind of towards spiritual growth and as a way to like deal with his problems and stuff um but there are all these things in his profile that suggested that he was a real romantic too and that he genuinely wanted like a, you know a woman to love um and so by the end of his profile I was like I am totally on your side I really want you to find the woman for you um you know like let your freak flag fly um so I, I, I mean, then I exchanged a series of emails with them where I was like, maybe you should think about editing your profile a bit. It seems a little negative, <laughs> um, which is a little hard to address with someone who obviously like doesn't care or like wants you to know that. I mean, like one of the things he said was, um, I'm looking for someone I can sit and listen to the silence with. And it's a little hard to explain to someone who thinks that that's a good gambit, why it's not a good gambit, you know? Um, so I think that was one instance where my, where things got complicated, right? It wasn't necessarily that I felt bad. I felt a little bad for laughing at him. Um, but in the end, like my sympathies totally flipped. Um, and I just, I felt bad for him. He, he actually said that he hadn't, he hadn't been messaging girls for like a couple years on the site and had never gotten a response. I know like the guy, like he needs a hug. I'm like, wow, you know, I'm really sorry. That's terrible. I, I, I think there's probably a person out there for you who's just as weird, you know. This tape was sent to me totally raw. Two hours of these guys talking. At this moment, they started to connect and have a conversation more honest than you usually even have with an old friend. Feels like eavesdropping on strangers. Just like good radio should. Like, do you feel like you do want to be like dating someone or meeting meeting people who you might be romantically interested in? Um, yeah, but I mean, I think that that's the kind of sorry, um, that's the kind of thing that you have to be at the right point in your life to do. Um, and that's for a variety of reasons. That's not my point right now. Um, a lot of it being because I um, I've been applying a lot to jobs in other places. Oh, not in Chicago. Yeah. Um, but also, like, I'm consistently very broke, and so I have a hard time paying for dating. Um, sometimes it causes me more anxiety than pleasure. Um, you know, just like a bunch of sort of the usual sort of human reasons for having mixed feelings about dating. And I, like, 
sure, I mean, long-term partnership is a good idea, um, at least in the abstract. But I'm not, I mean, I'm not a big pursuer in, like, the best of times, but that's just not, if it were to happen, that would be nice. But I'm, I'm not at a point in my life where I feel like being aggressive is the highest priority for me. Um, being aggressive about romantic relationships is a high priority. I don't feel sort of needy, I guess, at this point in my life. Um, Like, I feel like no matter like what, like I I feel like no matter what state of like wanting to be in a relationship or not, I feel like I always have like a sense of like, just like there's always like a, like a perma loneliness that just is part of life, you know, like, like a little bit of some degree of like being home and, and, you know, not knowing, you know, and sometimes that can even maintain even when you are in a relationship. But like, does that, I mean, does that, assuming that everybody has that, like, do you feel that you get that like more or less when you're like kind of trolling on OkCupid? Oh, do I feel lonelier? Do you ever like feel like, I like, I don't know. I, like whenever I'm on OkCupid, I'm always like, oh man, like, 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 like that, that side of me kind of comes out and it's like, oh man, I just, I, like, I would like to meet one of these, you know, like, like, like that, I find that to be a driving force and like a lot of times in my interactions with people is that like like that kind of like not, not wanting to just like be like sitting in my room by myself if that makes sense like like I don't know do you ever do you, is, is, does that play any part in your experience of using a Cupid like a sense of just like wanting to like know people more I don't know um sometimes for people whose profiles I find particularly interesting I do want to sort of like you know like them to a coffee house and be like tell me more about yourself you know um but for the most part honestly i find being in a bad relationship to be far more lonely than being single um which is not to say that being in a good relationship isn't another thing entirely but um also i think i mean to me what you're saying um sounds like um the voice of an extrovert right you know sort of like um socializing for socializing's sake um and i'm sort of very evenly balanced between extrovert and introvert so it doesn't it's not something i have to do to feel okay um or i need to hang out with my friends to feel okay but i don't have to seek out other people to to um feel like things are going on in my life um which could easily be i think described as like delusional because it's easy to get stuck in a rut um but like um I'm also, I think, a pretty natural pessimist. And um, for me, looking at people's profiles often becomes a sort of, like, let's preview the disaster um, kind of thing, um, which is also, I mean, I understand is a sort of a personality defect, you know, um, but it's not going to go away. <clears throat> and I understand that's something that informs my disillusionment with OkCupid, as opposed to someone who is more naturally optimistic and sees it as a series of opportunities to discover awesome things, right, is that I don't have to apply pessimism or optimism to something that's presented um, as a joke for people to enjoy. Um, It takes the element of future possibility out of it completely. At this point in their conversation, I made Mickey ask her the most uncomfortable thing you can imagine. Something that my my my, my um, editor wanted me to like ask about. Like I know that we like talked about like like I I agree. I think our age difference <laughs> means that like we wouldn't be like like seriously dating in any kind of way. But um, editor wants to know if I would date you. <laughs> no 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 no. Like yeah, if we would like would you would you want to go on like would you want to like I don't know um, 
like hang out again and like that like that I really don't know like I like you but like I, I don't I, I really want to, like I, I don't think that we're dating you know like couple materials in any kind of way no but I mean I you know okay you is an awesome way to find a pool of men that you feel pleasantly disposed towards you know like I've never argued with it as a as a mechanism for doing that you know um i mean you're nine years younger than me sorry you know like i assume you're thinking things along the same lines she's nine years older than i you know um i I don't have much friend of problem being friends with people i mean i am also like i said interested in radio although i really hate radio lab in like a really huge huge way i just think it is awful it is like Really bringing the median down in terms of in terms of public radio. Why? <laughs> why? Why? Um, for the same reason I don't like Wes Anderson movies, um, which is that style is not substance. And we can leave them here. They're about to go troll the next easiest thing to troll, second only to online dating, public radio. All right, that's it for today's show. You've been listening to YOY. I'm Andrea Salenzi. You are my best friend. Thanks so much for staying tuned. Uh, we heard a bunch of different stories today, including one from my grandma, Phyllis, one from my friend Sam in California. He's at Sam Listens on Twitter. We also heard from Dan Sheehan from the project I Suck at Tinder. Go to isuckattinder.com. Like it on Facebook. It is funny. You can follow Dan on Twitter at I am Dan Sheehan. We also heard from my friend Mickey Capper speaking with a mysterious masked woman. You can follow him on Twitter at FM Capper. We get a lot of help with each week's show. One of the helpers this week is Aaron in Hopkins, Minnesota. Thank you, Aaron. You are the best. We also had help this week and all weeks from Greg Harrison, gregcircanow.com. He made our artwork, our logo. In conclusion, I've been thinking a lot about this week's theme, and I just want to say that as easy as it is to make fun of people who do online dating and how silly the things that they say can be, the real shame is being lonely and not being willing to try it. Just like try it. Because for all the people who are on online dating right now who have active profiles who are sending messages, there's a very small slice of those people who actually want to be there. Most people want to get off online dating. They want to stop doing it. So you should just go do it until you don't have to do it anymore. Or instead, you can always uh, get a homebrew kit, take up yoga, learn to love laughter. Thanks for listening. 